Hey, what's up? This is Lunatic Radio. And it's we're interviewing Jim Norton in this clip. No, we're not up to that yet. I'm just introducing... Introducing? Hey, it was funny. I'm introducing the uh, clip. All right. Um, this is Lunatic Radio, and you're listening to our first of hopefully many little uh, mini-shows. And uh, this is this one, we are having a series of interviews. And the first one up is the uh, Jim Norton interview. The second one, as uh, Josh pointed out before I started recording. Right. Because uh, we did two. Yes, this is the more recent one. Uh, we had him on in August of 2009. And uh, anything you guys want to say about it? It was a good interview. I, I felt like, uh, you know, we bantered well. Yes. He was very funny and entertaining, and he talked about his upcoming uh, thing on the Leno show. That's true. Which is going on right now, and he's doing very well. That's right. So here is the uh, Jim Norton interview from August 2009. My buddy, Jim. He's my buddy first. Hi, Jim Norton. Welcome to the radio program. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? It's Kier Rock and Josh here in New York. There we are. Hey, man. How you guys? I got to say, uh, <laughs> you sound a little tired, Jim. You been working too much? I actually haven't. I, I didn't sleep that well. Um, I uh, got up kind of early this morning because my, uh, my girl had to go to work. But I haven't been doing shit, really, just doing sex. Are we allowed to curse here? Yeah, yes. of course. Are we on the show right now? Yeah, you're yeah. on the show right now. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Cool, man. I like that. There's no, you guys just pick up your own phone. I like that. Yeah, we don't hey, Josh, f- when you were texting me, you were UFC. I was just, I was at the cellar. Yeah. And you're like, I'm right across from you. I'm like, where the fuck are you? And then I realized, wait a minute, maybe he might be in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I thought you were going to be at the UFC, so, and, and I, I looked like a douche in front of my friend because I've got him running around the stadium, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, oh, he's at the cellar. All right. Uh, we got to talk about the, the, the Leno thing. I mean, how did this come about, Jim? It was, um, like, they said that they were going to possibly look for correspondence, and I have a good relationship with those guys. Mm-hmm. And so they said, well, why don't you submit something, or, or we'll introduce you to the head writer. We, we set up a meeting, and uh, their head, Jay's head writer happened to be coming through New York on this motorcycle run. So we were going to go have pizza together, and he wound up just coming to my house. And so we sat in my fucking kitchen, and I gave him the <laughs> sketches I wrote, and they liked them, so they flew me out, and I shot this... Uh, piece where I was sitting at the desk, like not uh, just another desk. I'm wearing a suit and a tie and I'm doing like this opinion piece from a desk mm-hmm. and they're like, um, we like it a lot so we want to give you a couple episodes and see how it goes. So, you know, let's hope I don't fucking blow it. If I'm only on one and it never, like I only do one, you know I fucking blow it. So I'm hoping this can turn into something good. And you've done the, in the past when Leno obviously did the Tonight Show, you, you've done that show many times. How many times have you done the Tonight Show? I've done seven. Five is pure stand-up and the final two is panel guest, which was great. So I got to imagine you built up a nice little, you know, friendship with, with Jay there, and uh, you know, that spawned this. Yeah, I mean, I mean Def Jay certainly had an input. He likes me. Um, and we had a pretty good rapport when I was on this on the couch. I mean, uh, you know, considering you're nervous when you're sitting there. I mean, it's like it's like you still realize, like, you know, I'm sitting here with Leno. You know, you, you know it's like maybe if you're like 30 times on, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. But the first few times you're actually sitting there with fucking him, you're like, you know, it's intimidating. But he's so he's like really really great to work off of. So it was like the fact that I was nervous didn't really seem to matter. It, it kind of like played in and worked out. If I'm making any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I think if I sat next to Letterman, I probably I don't know if I'd have that kind of a rapport with him. But Jay just as a comic is fucking great to other comics. Letterman would probably just panic and stare straight ahead. <laughs> Do you rem- fucking, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say Jay being uh, friendly like beforehand. He comes in, he sits with you in the dressing room. That really helps you when you're on the show because it just kind of relaxes you. Right. Yeah, I was, I was always wondering that, like how that works. But that's kind of nice that Jay actually sits down. Because isn't it true, like David doesn't talk to the guests beforehand or something like that? 
Oh, yeah, dude. He, he, he basically, I've done Letterman twice. Here's my interactions with him. Good job. Jim Norton, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I said to him. But it's nothing personal. He's not being a dick. He's just, that's just his way. I think he's kind of like a superstitious guy. And, you know, he's a bit neurotic. And that's the way he does his show. You know, it's like he doesn't talk to people after he shoots up these steps and he fucking just disappears like a, a fucking phantom. But that's the way he does it. I mean, you know, that's the way he is with all of his guests. Um, he's just a quirky guy. So it's not like he's blowing you off. He's just... Sure you know, a creature of habit. So, you know, it obviously works for him. Well, you, uh, I remember hearing you say at one point that you, you really never got that nervous uh, being on stage doing your stand-up. But when you first did The Tonight Show with Leno, were you, what were the emotions going out there on stage going, oh, shit, here I am in front of uh, millions of people. Were you nervous? Well, yeah. I mean, of course. It's like, to me, nervous is like, when you're having a panic attack, like, but you always get nerves. I mean, it's like to go on the let I mean, you know, anytime I go on, I'm always going to feel like, all right, you have to breathe before you go out there. Uh, the, the key is the more you do it, the more you recognize the feelings that they come up and you know what they are and they're not going to kill you. Like if you're feeling jittery before, you know, like, oh, this is not going to escalate to where my fucking heart explodes. It's just, it's going to peak a little bit and then I'll be fine. Just get the first laugh. So, yeah, man, it was nerve-wracking, but once you get the first couple laughs, and my first joke did very well, it's like any other set, you know what I mean? Uh, and then there's a part of you that's like, I'm doing The Tonight Show. Like, the first time you do it, especially, you know, because you know, I'm fucking dirty, man. My act is fucking aggressive and dirty, and I do rape jokes, and, you know, I never dreamed I'd get on fucking The Tonight Show. So the first time you're doing it, you're thinking, I'm on The Fucking Tonight Show, and you just can't let that thought play in your head too much, or it's going to fuck you up. Mm. <laughs> Will this little thing affect the radio show at all? Nah, I'll be gone like a day or two here and there and come back. They're being really cool. They're flying me out, and I'll shoot whatever it is I shoot, because I do all my writing from here, and then I'll come back uh, and do the radio show. So the most I would miss would be a couple days here and there, because it's not going to be an every week thing. Right. Hopefully, I would love it to be every couple weeks, every three weeks, whatever, but who the fuck knows? It may be once a month. It may just be you know three times total and done. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it ain't going to, you know, I mean, the radio is, I, I love doing. How do you, yeah. how do you think the... the Show uh, the new Leno show is going to affect the the old Tonight Show. Um, I don't know because the thing is, I think it, they've been kind of quiet about the format. Like they haven't even told people. Like I mean, I'm I'm on the uh, the fringe involvement with the show, and I don't. I've heard they're going to have one guest, but then I've got to heard they're going to have one plus music. I, mean, I just don't know. So I imagine they'll kind of duke it out for a guest, but I think Jay will probably get the first crack at any topical jokes. But there's people that aren't going to be home at that hour that are just going to watch the Tonight Show because they're creatures of habit and they're going to TiVo. I don't fucking know, to be honest with you. I don't know how that's going to work. But people love Leno, dude. I mean, he was pulled when he was number one. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Jay faded away and he's taking another shot at reviving his career. I mean, you know, people really, really miss him being on television. Yeah. Right. And for you, I mean, this is, this is a big, big time thing. Oh, it's huge. It's fucking yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, look, as a comic, especially, and again, I get to do whatever I want on Opie and Anthony. I get to do what I want on HBO. It's like I don't have to be some cutesy, clean act. And then all of a sudden, to go, all right, look, uh, Jay would like you to be a part of a show on primetime NBC. I mean, it's, it's like I'm lucky to get that shot because my whole career has not been geared towards that type of shot. You know what I mean? It's been geared towards ruining fucking things like that. With like, <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? And the, and the fact that I get a shot like that is, is really, I'm, I'm yeah, fucking I, grateful. I, that's great. I mean, you're, you're allowed to do all, all forms of comedy, really. You know what I mean? You're allowed to do the, you know, talk about cocks and pussies on fucking O&A. And, and, sure. and, and you can go do movies or TV or this and that. It, I think it's remarkable. Is there any chance? Yeah, I, uh, I have a, it's a fun career. It, it's like... There's no valor in being dirty, and there's no valor in being clean. I always hate when guys are purposefully filthy or purposefully clean. It's like 
to me as a comic, you should be able to kind of do a little bit of both. Like I'm more comfortable being dirty and I'm funnier when I can do what I want. I think we all are. Like, you know, Pryor and Carlin were never quite as funny when they were clean. You just, cause you're restricted. But it's like you got to be able to work both ways on, on a certain level. But guys that are only TV clean, you know, fuck them too. I mean, they're boring. I mean, who wants to hear somebody who never has anything fucking edgy to say, who never offends anyone? It's like, yeah, fuck you. That mom and pop shit annoys me too. By the way, the uh, feedback coming into our show, I believe all the listeners are going, what is Jimmy doing on this show? <laughs> oh, why not, man? Please. It's, it's like, uh, you know. I mean, you, you guys, we had this set up for a while, actually. You guys are fucking, uh, you, know, I mean, you know, I know you, Josh. And, and uh, do I know the other dude there, too? I met you? No, we've never met, Jim. No. Okay. Can we, so, can we like, set something up? Can we yeah, can I dude, text please, you? Know, the, you just go to UFC and then text me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Josh and I met, I think, was it Baltimore? We did a gig together? Twice, yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck, that, that was a fun gig. It's too bad that uh, that improv shit the bed. Yeah, I love no. Baltimore now after The Wire. I want to go back down there and do shows. I had a, good, I had a real good time there. Yeah. What are, are you um, from there? Are no, you from there? Actually, I'm from North Carolina, but uh, I, knew the, I knew the woman who was, um, who was running the club, Taryn. Uh, she used to manage uh, Good Nights in Raleigh. Oh, okay. I actually did that gig with Jenny. The only time I've ever done Rich, uh, uh, Charlie Good Nights was with Richard Jenny, fucking mid-90s. Hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no more to that story. There was no, there was no poignant moments. Nothing I saw. I worked with a guy who shot himself 15 years later. End of story. <laughs> uh, Jim, the the movie career. I heard you uh, shooting a movie, a little brief part in the movie. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, there's no real career to it, to be honest. It, it's like uh, this audition. I, I actually could not believe I got this part. Because I canceled the audition at first mm. because it was, uh, I was like, eh, man, I'm not going to get it. And then I wound up going and I was late and I, I didn't give that good of an audition, I didn't think. But me and Patrice got cast together as construction workers. And uh, we actually both had, we had scenes with Brooke Shields and Brendan Fraser. It was fucking cool, man. It was, uh, you know, do I, will I have a movie career? I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> my acting is fucking average at best. Uh, unless it's something that's perfect for me that I'm really good in it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't really stretch. I'm very limited, I think, on what I can do as an actor. Um, but that's not the goal. I would love to do some films, but, you know, I mean, I like being a comic and doing radio. Speaking of uh, comedy, are you going to be uh, coming back with Down and Dirty again? Nah, I think that we're, we're done with that. To be, we, we, the new president of HBO, I mean, we're lucky we got to shoot any, because that was done. We had, uh, you know, Chris Albrecht and Cal and Strauss were there, and then they both left. And then Down and Dirty is kind of hanging in midair. So they, this new, the new regime wasn't going to do it. Because, you know, again, you don't want to put money into something that's not your, your idea. But they wind up, as a courtesy, letting us shoot in four. And we actually did very good in the ratings. We went up every week. And for whatever reason, they just didn't do it. Um, who knows? You know, maybe it's just not for him. Uh, a lot of ONA fans joining us in the chat room. And they're saying that you have AIDS, Jim. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of hard to keep something like that a secret. <laughs> and they're asking you, somebody asked, the call, some, is Jimmy's calling out Brian Regan? No, he's not doing that on this show. I don't Am know. I what? They're asking, are you calling out Brian Regan? Do you guess because have... of the clean thing? The clean oh, no, 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 no. Here's the thing, though. I love Brian Regan. The Brian Regan is not being phony. Brian Regan, that's who he is as a comic. Uh, I guess I should clarify that because there are guys that are squeaky clean that are great, but that's be like Woody Allen. Woody Allen didn't fucking curse when he did stand-up, and he's a genius. If, if you're purposefully doing something just for the sake, like, to me, like, Otto and George are so great because he's being true to what makes him funny. 
like and he's a fucking bag of filth. And, and Regan is completely clean, but he's being true to who he is as being funny. You understand? Like neither one of those guys is trying to be what they think they should be. They're just being natural. So as long as you're not fucking, I, like when I see guys doing this. So I'm out with this girl, right? And she pinched my fanny. They don't want to say ass. You know what I mean? It's like you fucking cunt. Just say the word. It's, it's like guys like that that are trying to not be what they are because they, you know their fucking faggot manager told them, hey, you know, you want to do a seven minute industry set, you know, and they're just gonna go up and they think they're gonna do their seven minutes and go to L.A. and get a sitcom deal. Those are the guys I'm talking about. But no, fucking Regan's great, dude. You can't. Oh, yeah. Regan is one of the most universal comics I've ever watched. It's like old ladies and bikers fucking love him. Seeing as seeing as uh, we're getting some feedback from your uh, your fans, can we just say that the ONA listeners and uh, I guess that ties into Jim Norton fans are animals. <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, they really are, man. I mean, they're fucking they're brutal. I mean, I'm, I'm usually glad that they're on our side. Yeah, um, I was, was going to ask, how do you get them on your side? Because we get abuse from them constantly <laughs> oh, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, sometimes they, they're being dicks, and sometimes they're just having fun with you. I mean, uh, if they, and it's like, even when they like you, they throw abuse at you. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's an affection in a way. I get emails all the time, you know, hey, shit, dick, and I open it up, love you, love the show. You know, it's like they're just fucking barbarians. But uh, they're great fans and they're good comedy audiences. They're we, not they're not dicks in the audience when they go to see a show. They're actually great fans. Yeah, I noticed that in Baltimore, they were great. Um, but yeah, we we just we've had some actually good interactions with them. We're not we're not you know fighting with them yeah. or anything. Yeah. It's ever it's since, just, since Anthony started his like uh, the, the the live from from the compound yeah. show. Yeah, and you know. Because we've been doing this show for like nine years, and like we're all fans of ONA, and you know, we just we do like news. And it's, I tell you, sometimes it's just like a struggle because we'll be doing our show, and people will just be like, You guys are faggots over and over again. It's like, All right, we get it, you know, we know we suck, we don't need the constant reminder. And, and what's funny, Jim, is that we don't have call screeners here, so when yeah. we, we see a call coming in, we don't get many calls, we're on internet radio, so we just pop them on, and it's usually somebody coming in going, Hey, it's fucking Steve from Yellowstone or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. They just they just do that to amuse each other. Sometimes they just show off, and they yeah. There's they, some pretty fucking funny calls they make. But yeah. you, let me tell you something. Internet radio is eventually going to be the thing, man. Once Wi-Fi is in cars and all that stuff, I mean, it's going to be very hard to compete with internet radio. So keep doing the gig, man. Don't don't you know? It's like believe me, you're in the beginning of something that is eventually going to be the entire fucking uh, uh, platform. Uh, no, absolutely, and uh, obviously. Are you your fans, the fans of the ONA show, are the are the smartest radio fans out there, yeah. probably. You know, and they well, do- yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't know if I'd put them up there with Hannity's, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as radio savvy, they're the sharpest. Yeah, yeah radio. Savvy, oh yeah, absolutely. Saying, they're, they're the smartest rapists, I'd say. <laughs> the fucking, they're, they're the smartest people that will call someone and go, give this person AIDS, and hang up and giggle. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we actually enjoy when they call the radio program and bust our balls. I mean, yeah. we we were talking for a half hour. I believe with a guy named Jack Jack yeah. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, Jack Jack, that's Anthony's old cat. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the name of his old cat. And uh, yeah, they do some really funny shit, man. Like sometimes we get tapes sent to us of the calls they make, or wow. like in the chat rooms when they attack a radio show. I mean, a lot of them really make me laugh. Well, if we ever make it on there, just text me and let me know so I can listen. <laughs> if what? I said if we ever make it onto one of those, just text me so I can listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just oh no, I just got a very nasty text from. Uh, from uh, a guinea I happen to know, fine, do another show. <laughs> ah, I'm listening. That's Anthony Cumia. 
Oh, there he is. Listening, is. Is listening to your radio program. So I hope you haven't badmouthed Anthony Cumia because he doesn't care for that. Well, uh, Al, since uh, Anthony's listening, hi, Anthony. We're ONA fans. We're all Long Island. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And over for a beer, are, are you, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Are you are you guys on the same network that Ant is for his uh, for Live at the Compound? Yeah, actually, it is because it's actually a pretty good. It's a good system, so uh, we use it as well because um, you kind of have like all these cool little features. So yeah, we're we're actually on the same network. So uh, well, I'm going tomorrow uh, to Ant's house. Um, tomorrow's Monday. I'm going over there, and I imagine we'll be doing a Live at the Compound. Nice. Oh, there you go. I've only done it one time, and it was fucking fun. And I want to do something with that green screen. Like when Ant's talking, I want to just poke my cock out in midair. <laughs> like through behind that green, that fucking green thing rules, man. I've never been I was like a, a little boy. I was very tickled doing that. He honestly has a great setup over oh there. My God, yeah, I know. Kieran and I watched it. We're just like, fuck, man. He I know. The setup. When when we heard that Ant was doing this uh, internet radio thing, and we took a like one look at his show, and we're like, this motherfucker, he just killed us. <laughs> but he's <laughs> smart though, because it's it's like. He he took he's got a massive house. It's like it really is, yeah. and and you know he's like he's made good, he's like a big kid. He's like made good use of it. He put in a pool and a movie yeah. theater. It's all this shit. <sighs> if you were nine years old and had guns and alcohol, that you would want to do with your fucking house. Yeah. You'd want to put a movie theater in there. You'd want to put a fucking bar. You'd want to put a pool. You'd want to put a back area. You'd want to put a fire pit to burn possessions. Uh, you know <laughs> you'd want to fucking put that kind of stuff in your house. So his fucking place is great. See he's he's, he's doing the slow transition. He's going to tell you guys. One day, like you know, maybe we should do the show at my house. <laughs> Believe me, I'm waiting for the phone call where he's just such the ISDN is in the fucking compound. He's getting tired of traffic. <laughs> but he's got that awesome. that setup downstairs. He just has to get fans because like there's so much equipment that it's uh, it, it's really uh, it's warm. But that Absolutely. is like. I mean, it feels like you're in a, in a basement, but when you look at it, it looks like you're on a fucking in the studio. It's amazing how good that looks. That's hilarious. So we have the same problem with the heat. I have like fucking fans blowing into this room because all the fucking electronics and bullshit. So he has, so Ann has the same shit we do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's nice it, to know. It gets really warm in there. It's fucking funny. Mm -hmm. uh, we love. Yeah. This so, uh, so how long have you guys had your show? Nine years, actually. Oh my god, you did say that. Fuck. Yeah. And can you tell how many people are listening? Uh, right now, live in the chat room, we have 33 million people listening. <laughs> that's not bad. That's actually that's actually a little smaller than I'm used to. When I call it on the radio. <laughs> Minus the million, of course. Yeah, we we actually uh, started nine years ago, and we didn't know how to do radio. Actually, the first time I ever heard my voice was my first radio show. So we kind of just learned how to do a show over the years. We just, you know, it's like a, I don't know. We still stay yeah, man. It. It's like you know, look—you're just doing it because you love to do it, and and you know, you know, it's like you hope it goes somewhere. It's like doing stand-up for twenty people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done those a million times, man. Yeah. I, I've done. Uh, it's like you don't think about how many people are listening when you're doing it. Sometimes when we're doing the show, we're laughing at something, and I don't know. It's like I know because I, I'm that people are listening, but it doesn't feel like anybody's listening. I feel like I'm just in a room with my friends. Right. Fucking off! I think are we being too inside today? All we're doing is talking about Iraq's e fucking tits and slow fade nipples. <laughs> Did anybody listen? And it's like I guess they do. I mean, it's, sometimes you don't feel like you feel like you're literally in a room with your friends, just talking into mics for no one. Exactly. That's yeah. what got me interested in the show way back in the day because it just had like three guys hanging out in a bar, just chilling out, you know, and just throw some microphones in front of you and just see what happens and see where it goes. So it's, no. you know, it's for that very laid back feel. Just, just shooting the shit. I mean, and it's fun to communicate with obviously people and make them laugh, forget about yeah. their day, that type of thing. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's a very immediate thing. I mean, like I really, like I genuinely laugh when I'm doing the show 
and I normally hate collaborating with people. Like, you know, because when I write, I like to write my own material, or I like to write, like, you know, if it's for a book, I don't want anybody telling me material. Like, I like to have my own thoughts only. And uh, with radio, it's a complete collaboration, and it's fucking great. But it doesn't feel like you're collaborating. It just feels like you're hanging out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like you can – it makes stand-up a little harder because it's like you're vomiting emotionally every day for four and a half hours. It's like I've said everything I want to say today. You know, it's like we joked, what, what am I going to say that's funnier than what we did for 25 minutes on the fucking show? Right, right. You know, so it's like how I go out and write jokes about this shit. It's like, you know, you know in case I fucking, I, I mean, I, I write something I said on the air, I just steal something that Anthony said. I've taken a couple of ass lines, tough shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, uh, you know. Hey, Jim, we, we got any gigs coming up soon that you want to promote? Of it. Just wild, just Wildwood this coming weekend. I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Um, Club Casbah. I think my Long Island shows are sold out. I went on sale yesterday. Nice. Um, afternoon at noon. Or Friday at noon I went on sale. And by Friday at like 8 o'clock, there was 30 tickets left combined for both shows. So the Bay Shore Long Island shows, I believe, are sold out. Uh, and I think I'm going to put a Thursday one on sale if we, can, if we can get the room for a Thursday. But that, I mean, Club Casbah this coming weekend. And uh, also, we we're, we were just told to plug Anthony's pool <laughs> party tomorrow at the compound. Yes, it's gonna be a, a it should be a fucking real uh, a real shindig. I've been hitting the gym every day. I really want to look buff by the time I get to fucking uh, Ant's house tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even know what time I'm supposed to go over there. Too. I'm hoping it's like in the middle of the afternoon or something. I want to catch a little tan and relax. But it's like I don't do anything on vacation. I'm just doing material every night, getting ready for this. Uh, you know, just trying to get ready for Jay's show. It's like, I got to do something fun. So I figured I'd go over there and hang with him. Oh, and it says you need to be there at noon. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> noon? He's not going to be up at noon. Noon, schmoon. <laughs> You're not going to be up at noon, Anthony. I'll get up at noon and I'll just, I'll be fucking me and Keith the cop eating fucking Fritos in the living room. Yeah. I think he meant noon on Wednesday. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not getting up at fucking noon. Angel's a weird guy. Like, he'll actually get up at 7 p.m. Like, he'll go to bed at 6 in the morning, get up at 7 at night. He's... He's doing the same thing I'm doing. It's just going to ruin our fucking schedules for radio when we come back. Yeah. Uh, Jim, we we appreciate you calling into the yeah, radio man. program. Best of luck with Leno. Yeah, man. I hope oh, thank you, guys. And, uh, sorry I get off on a Tiger Woods tangent before. I really <laughs> thought I was going to be a complete dud today. I'm like, well, you know, I'm kind of happy Tiger Woods did what he did. Who gives this shit, Jim? <laughs> yeah, God, what a man. fucking bore. <laughs> Fuck Tiger Woods. That's what I'd say. Not literally. Uh, good luck. Good luck with the show, man. It's cool you guys are doing it. And you're fucking doing it because you love it. And, you know. And uh, Josh, I'm sure I'll see you around the clubs. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you. I appreciate right, it, Jimmy. Guys, thanks a lot for having me on. All right, take care of yourself. All right, see you tomorrow, man. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> there you go. There's Jim hey, Norton, uh, everybody. He's great, man. And uh, be sure everybody gone over to Anthony's house yeah. tomorrow. Why not? And now we'll see the chat room quickly die down. <laughs> yeah, to nothing. <laughs> everyone's leaving now. Yeah. But hey, you know. Ah, Jimmy's left the show. Hey, you to say hi to Ant. Hi, Ant. I'll see him again. Hi. There you go. Oh, well, Jesus. listen, Monday. Um, he's a good dude, man. Uh, on his MySpace page, Jim Norton MySpace page, you can get all his tour dates. He's there. Guys flying around the country doing stand-up. Wait to plug the website. <laughs> I'm kidding. What, what, wait, wait, what on his MySpace no, no, Google Jim Norton, and then you can get all the information. Google it. Well, I mean, do people Just give out Google the MySpace him. URLs anymore? I don't know. You do it. Eh, whatever. I got my names. Go ahead, Rock. All right, so this is the uh, Zane Lamprey interview coming He was uh, the drinking guy. Wow, what don't even let me, uh, let me finish. Three sheets, right? Yeah, three sheets. This is actually the second... Was it the second time we had him on? I don't know. Oh, no, it was actually the first time we had him on. Very funny. Very funny show. What, what network is on now? 
He's on the lifestyle. Yeah, I don't even know what he's on. Yeah. Who knows when you listen to his what network he's going to be on. But anyways, at the time, he was on the Mojo Network. Yeah. And, um... This guy has a dream job. Yeah. One of the best shows on TV no one's ever heard about. Yeah. He drinks, and he gets to talk about it. And he flies around to, you know, vacation spots. Zane's the best. So, uh, here's the Zane Lamprey interview from July of 2008. Enjoy it, faggots. Sexy man. <laughs> Hot. Super sexy. Hot. By the way, he told me to say that. Yeah, sure. His name is uh, Zane Lamfrey, and he joins us on the LunaticRadio.com show. Zane, how are you, sir? I do. I do, my friend. I do just fine. <laughs> Zane, I got to tell you, uh, you have the greatest gig that we've heard of. Yeah, pretty period. Much. Yeah. How did you do this? Yeah. How did I? How did I what? How did I get? How did I get the the three sheets program? Yes, yes. Explain. I I I, I, uh, I conned my way. Just how? How does anything good happen? <laughs> I lied. Well, true. I lied on my resume. Nice. No, you know, I went in, and I actually went in an audition for a Food Network uh, show, and they said, "Wow, you are so not right for this show we're doing." <laughs> but we have another show where you travel around the world and, and drink. Are you interested? I said, you know what? I'm drunk right now. <laughs> so there weren't so. like there weren't like uh, like just fucking tons of people vying for that three sheets gig. They just you can say the f word oh, on you your could, radio. You could say anything, sir. This is the internet. Fuck yeah. You this you could find gay porn on the internet, so you could say pretty much anything here. I just found some gay porn right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, radio.com. Hold on, I'm almost, hold on, guys. I'm almost you done. Beat me to it. <laughs> Continue. What were you saying? <laughs> So there weren't a lot of people vying for the three sheets gig. You were just offered it. No, I'm, yeah, it, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It, it wasn't. It was just offered to me. It wasn't offered to anybody else. So I, yeah, I went and I, I did. A, I went up to um, to Seattle, where the production company is, and I uh, I shot the pilot up there, and at a Polish social club, and I. <laughs> Apparently held my my liquor pretty well, and that was it. The rest is history. Yeah, I would have I would have been driving around to different AA meetings, offering the job to people. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. so you know it's funny they, they 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 got very lucky when they when they hired me because of course I, I do that. I do hold my booze really well, yeah, and you never lucky. know. And in case in point, I think I think Moscow might be coming up. Uh, this Thursday on Three Sheets. Yes, it is. And is, is it? Yes. And I actually used <laughs> something. Moscow. I called my mom after we shot the scene where me and these 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 five other guys finished up two bottles of vodka and we were hammered. God. And I, for some reason, thought it'd be a good idea to call my mom and my agent. <laughs> oh um, yeah. I don't know. That's I needed great. to talk to my mom and I needed to do some business. It was like two in the morning. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, so. 
I didn't really recall these conversations. So I had to call my agent. He's like, no, it's fine. He actually had some, he's like, you know, he had some good ideas. Okay. And, and then, so we, you know, I called my mom. She's like, I didn't even know that you were drinking. So that's weird. So, so they actually used the phone call. I think, I don't think it, I don't know if it was the phone call the next morning, me apologizing to my mom, or it was me calling my mom the night before, but one of those is actually in the show. I believe. Oh, nice. At least, that's great. At least you didn't call your mom bitching about your career direction and then tell your agent you'll love them. <laughs> I, I've done that too, but that's a different show. So is that something you you, you kind of do? You get a little hammer, you start calling people. Because we, well, you know that that, that for, that's the definition of being Steve McKenna. And for anyone who's seen who's seen the show, it's like it's someone who drinks to the point where they do things that the next day they sort of have to have to apologize and clean up the mess. That's the definition of being Steve McKenna. My, my buddy Steve McKenna does it. You know, on a regular basis. I do it too. I, I do it, but very, I do it very rarely. But but the good thing is, no one knew I was drunk. Isn't that weird? I, was, I, I guess I've gotten so good at my job, I don't even slur my. I slur my words more when I'm sober than I do when I'm drinking. Yeah, sometimes don't you have to wonder how fucked up your liver is right now for the amount of booze you drink? You know, it's, that that is probably the, the the second most frequently asked question that I get. Oh, you must, thanks, you, thanks, you, they must thanks. have they must have one hell of a health policy for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ten million dollar insurance policy, and we always have a liver on ice. Yeah, wherever we go, just kidding, need to plug it in, you know. And uh, Tony's got a kidney for you, just in case, too. So uh, I don't need a kidney. Yeah, I'll take it. So I'll we take should it. we should look forward to uh, Zane travels the world and goes to AA meetings. <laughs> Sequel, no? maybe. <laughs> No, that, that was an attempt at a joke, and I oh, failed. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to take this other call. I'm back. What happened? Wow! <laughs> you, nice. got, you got lampreyed. Here's what. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, you seem like a really like good character, man. You, you you must be like a good drunk. Yeah, my wife says I'm a I'm a mean sober, but I'm a nice drunk. Yes, yeah, so awesome. Wait, so you drink it right that's now? Right? Yeah, that's right. So What's she that? does she so you drink it right now? Am I drinking? Right now. No, I'm not. I should if, if be, right? Is, if this is mean, then you, you must be a great drunk. I am. Uh, when I, I drink so much when I'm working that when I'm home, I don't drink. Drink me too. I can't. Drink, I, you, you, how, too. Can, how could someone keep that up, you know, 365 days a year? Hang out with so, me. So, I mean, I just got back from St. Martin and, and Barbados, and Jesus. I remember St. Martin. I don't even know if I was in Barbados. <laughs> I have no idea. Drinking, awesome. drinking is like great. a job to you. God. Awesome. We're jealous. Oh, so fucking jealous. It really is no longer like a leisure time activity. Even when I go to a bar, there's always going to be someone, like one person or a few people, whatever, at every bar I go to that they're going to want to A, ask me questions, which is cool. I don't mind it. I, like, I love meeting people out. But, but everyone also wants to, like, you know, Buy me a shot. Try to challenge me to a chugging contest. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm you know when I'm not working, I'll have a beer, you know, whatever, and just take it easy. But when I'm on the clock, I'm hammered. <laughs> Isn't everybody? Isn't everybody when they work? Well, actually, we do that on the show. We're I do that too. Drinking up on the show, so yeah. that kind of like I was saying during the break. I am three sheets, trying to be wacky, easy yeah. morning. You are not. You're not. You're not three sheets. You had three, two and a half course lights. <laughs> but to me, probably the wide mouth can with like that weird little bubble on the top, so you get yeah. more less foam or yeah. some crap. Come on, you're not three sheets. I'm As a, I said before, if you were three sheets, you wouldn't know it. 
You think you, now that you're saying it three sheets, you're probably two. You might even you might be just be one sheet right now. <laughs> Not easy. See, Zane, as compared to Kieran, I I get hammered on Chimay. That's my every all the listeners know that is my beer of choice, and that's the one I get. Chimay, Chimay. That's, that's, that's some, you know the, the Belgian stuff is kind of heavy. Love it. Um, oh, I'm a big when, guy. When I, what can I tell you? What's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was there, I, I was in, in Belgium. I was trying all these um, these different beers, and I had I tried like about twenty of them. And the alcohol content, especially over there, is about double. And so I'm taking like maybe you know a good third of these beers just when I'm tasting them and everything. Hmm. I think that might be the drunkest I ever was, and that was just like a tasting. Right. And I was so hammered. We went to dinner afterwards, and I was having the um, the spins at dinner. So I, I, my soup I, I got I a question for you. Go. This is uh, you know you're over in Belgium and everything. When you drink a warm beer, is it better tasting and stronger? Does it hit you harder? You know, you say warm? Yeah, because I, I was in Belgium, I was in Germany, I was I was all over Europe. And like, the warmer the beer, believe it or not, over there, it tasted great. That's funny. You know, it's just, that is one of those weird things that people talk about. That And, and is, people always say that, like, they serve the beer warm in Europe. And I've never had a warm beer. I've never had a beer served to me warm before. I was in Germany. It was warm. I was in uh, Belgium. It was warm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure certain. I'm sure, like maybe, like especially when it's cold out, or a certain kind of a beer is served like that. But I never had it. But you know, there's sort of this thing where a lot of people in the states think that that they drink all their beer warm over there. No, they definitely don't. Yeah, but but, uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I, I just never ran across that, but I was expecting it. Because it's one of the things that people talk about is that, oh, in Europe, they drink their beer warm. But uh, You know, most of the time um, it's, it's cold, but if you if you request it or some parts of Germany that I was in, they served me warm beer. And you know what? I tell you, it was fantastic. It was hearty. Wow. It was like was a it meal. cold? And was it cold out? Was it in the winter? No, it was hot. It was hot out. Huh. It was August. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll be in Berlin, I think, in oh. August. So place, I will get to the bottom drop. of that. Place oh. drop. Yeah. What? Place <laughs> So if anybody wants to go out to Berlin, August. All right. Hold on. We, we got, I got to stop. Because yeah. Rock is a uber fan of Zane's and the, th- and the show Three yeah. Sheets. I Rock, watch, I DVR every he, episode. Rock has a bunch of questions he wants to ask. I actually, I, MP, I, the listeners will know we this. We do no show prep. He's got a card. News. And fuck it, I actually was writing down questions. We never wait. Did he's that. got questions. He's got questions written down. He's got questions written down. down. Questions. Go, go, go ahead. No, you know what? I'm in a hot seat right now. Go, right, go, go for it. Hot seat. Go ahead. Rock. Okay. One of the things you always do at the end of shows, you always give like the local hangover cure. Like, what's like, what's been like the one that always works for you after a late night of um, boozing up? What's you your, know? What's all right. Here, here, here is the here is the the honest answer is that if the hangover the cure worked worked. I don't care if it was like, you know, we had some, some berries from the, the Amazon that you can't, can't get. If any of that stuff worked, it would find its way to mainstream in a heartbeat. It's like one of those things, a common cold, you know, and, a, and cancer and a hangover. Like the, th- the three things that people want to find cures for. Yeah, I, you know, the, the, best, the best cure for a hangover, just don't sober up. That's when the trouble starts. <laughs> another beer. I like that. I like that. You know, oh, another, you know and another beer. Another beer, hair of the dog works unless your stomach has got issues, and then you're just going to get, you're going to screw yourself. But um, uh, I've taken some, like, some, you know, like, um, all right, I think probably the best one 
was in Denmark when I had to jump into the fjord. It was oh. it was thirty four <laughs> degrees. Yeah. The water, oh. and, 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 I, I, and I was butt naked, and the guy pushed me in, and he uh, and I, I just. Next thing I remember is I'm running. I'm, yep. I'm back on the dock, running towards the, the sauna. <laughs> and, and, and you know your adrenaline, your just endorphins, everything in your body. That you, your body thinks it's going to die, right? So it, <laughs> because it thinks it's going to freeze to death and drown. And so it's like pumping everything at you. That was probably the best cure that I ever had. Yeah. And so near death, <laughs> near death. <laughs> almost dying is a great hangover cure. I would say, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to interject some bullshit here. What? I would say steam shower. Because <laughs> when I was in Vegas, I got Sweaty. fucking loaded as hell. And I went to it. I woke up the next morning, literally crawled into a steam shower. And it, within five minutes, I felt great. Wow. Were got, the guys nice in there? I don't, <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't know. Zane, you kick your ass, man. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. No, we all call him gay. Don't worry. It's hold, okay. Hold on, Zane. Check it out. Ready? Wacky horn, wacky horn for you. For me, you know, honestly, for me, what I do is whenever I come home and I know I'm like just completely trash, I always like force myself to drink like half a Gatorade bottle, mm -hmm. and that'll yeah. help me. You know, that helps. The Gatorade it always helps. works. For We're me. talking. No, I, I, I do that. I'll, I'll go home and I will pound two bottles of water, as much yeah. water as I can possibly take yeah. if I've drank a lot, and, uh, you know, that, that usually helps out a little bit. Definitely. I do the Gatorade, but I usually mix it with vodka. It's terrible. <laughs> Rock, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock, you got another question. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, the obvious one. What is, I don't, know, I don't know if you can say this, but I don't see why not, but what is your beer of choice? Like, what is your go-to beer? What's something that Zane will, keeps in the fridge? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more like... It's more like where am I and and what am I doing and what country am I in? But like, yeah. you know, like if I like sometimes I, I like a Mexican beer. You know, I'll, I'll drink a Corona or um, Modelo Special. Um, love it, love it. The, you know, for for me, I, I kind of felt like the Belgian beers were a little they're a little heavy, they're a little hoppy, but. Um, what about um, the wise beer? I like in in Germany the beers were just amazing over there the Hofbras and stuff like that. But nice. in in Italy I like. Um, uh, uh, Moretti, uh, Peroni. So I mean, it's because wow. you know a lot of these beers. That's why I'm starting my own line of beers. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. That that actually that meeting happens tomorrow where we we're, we're figuring all that out. But Zane beer, I I, it, I hope it hits the shelves the, the market by uh, by January. So we'll see. Hey Zane, how do you? I, I, don't, I don't. You know, sometimes I like a nice. Complex beer like one of these Belgian beers or a stout or something like that. But every now, you know, mostly if I'm going to have a beer by myself, it's going to be something that's not too complex. It's just going to be something simple. It's not necessarily a Coors Light with a big wide mouth, you know, can like you're drinking right now. But uh, <laughs> anyway. what's like what's like what's like what's like a liquor? What's like a big liquor for you? Um, I like Scotch. Uh, um, I've been drinking yeah, that since tenth grade. <laughs> My mother's placenta had scotch in it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Zane. Oh my god, that was my answer. <laughs> right, I like scotch. That's it. Okay. All right. Another, another thing, like I mean, everywhere you go, it seems like a fucking party. But like, where's a place like I could go there every fucking week and have a blast? Like, what's like your big, big city to fucking party out? I think I think that the best place to party is. Um, Seoul, South Korea. Wow. Wow. They they are awesome. Not to mention I just I love Korean barbecue. The food amazing. Wow. But but the they got the, the soju and and beer and both of them are just awesome. They do so soju bombs and the people 
it's like the, you know you get a lot of these Asian countries and they're 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 so sort of steeped in tradition and 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 you know so 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 sort of like in a good way tightly wound in their daily lives you know working very hard so when they let their hair down they just you know mm-hmm. they just they they know how to have fun over there. Do you ever just like sit there and just pinch yourself and go, "This is my career. This is my job here. I'm traveling." I the do world. pinch myself, but usually I'm surfing the internet. internet just the head. What? It's when I get home from a bar. And, right, yeah. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it, Zane. What, what's what's the point of choice? Uh, like oh, hold on a second. Hi, honey. My wife, my, my, my wife just walked in. Oh, nice. That's yeah. the truth. That's the truth. Actually, by the way. you know, that brings up a good, like, how, how does your wife, wife mind you? You're basically going around the world. Like, how do you fucking work out that schedule? I know, like, she she went with you to the Vegas the Vegas episode, but I mean, that's got to yeah. be fucking rough, you know, from the family. And you just had it, a kid, so that's kind of tough too, you know. Congratulations. No, and, and that's that's true. That's the unglamorous part of my life is is having to leave my my, my family. You know, we used to go up and do four episodes at a time. Then we switched to three. And now we now we do two at a time. So you know, I, I'm not I'm not gone as long. But this this season we're shooting 20 episodes, which is which is the primary reason why I couldn't continue doing that food that Food Network show. It was just you know it was it was just kind of silly. You have a wife and a kid, and you're you're going to be gone the whole time. So she traveled with me a lot. But then when we have when we had the kid, it was it's just it's more difficult. So. Uh, See, everyone else wants me to. And most fans want to think that I'm just sitting here drunk the whole time. I don't have a, I any responsibilities. I know. I know. It, it, you know, it's great. It's, he's got a weird life because when he goes to work, he drinks. Yeah. But when he's home relaxing, he's cool. Yeah, right. He's right. not drinking. He's being he's daddy. Being daddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell us about uh, ZaneCrawl.com. ZaneCrawl is a. Um, it's an international pub crawl through U.S. cities. So. I um I go to like L.A., New York. We we did those already. I got Charmies. Boston, Chicago, and uh, San Francisco coming up. And you know, I, I wanted to. I was sort of talking to, to my publicist about this. I wanted to take people on the journeys that I've gone to because I, my my job is amazing, and my the experiences I've had in the 52 countries that I've been to are incredible. But to 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 figure out a way, we were going to do a pub crawl in Europe. But we started looking at it financially. It was like ten thousand bucks to tr- just and just coordinating it was a nightmare. So I said, hey, you know, you can actually get these real immersive experiences in U.S. cities. Like if you go to an Irish pub, they're playing Irish music. You got Jameson in one hand and Giddis in the other. It's like you know you can and you're sitting next to a guy who's Irish. I mean, you can pretty much feel just like you feel like you're in Ireland. And they have Korean barbecues and they got you know great Japanese restaurants and Croatian restaurants and this and that. So. We now put together, we do an international pub crawl through U.S. cities, and um, it's, it's three days. We, so we cover the, all, everyone's food, all, everyone's drinks, the bus around the city, the hotel, the gift bags. Um, I, fly, I fly in, Steve McKenna flies in, Jim the cop flies in. So it's, just, it's a, it's a three-day party, but you're, you're constantly mixing it up. You're at each place for maybe an hour and a half. Then you go to the next place, and we drink the authentic stuff. Actually, right now in my hand, I have a Ooh. bottle of Viper Rum from Belize. Look at this guy. <laughs> I, brought, this I, I actually, I, I called these guys about ten times to have me ship it, have them ship it to me. I'm literally looking at it right now. I got a dead snake in a bottle, and I got Lambanog from the Philippines. I got absinthe, and so oh, we people great. try these great things, have this great awesome. food, and it's it's amazing. So, like I said, it's ZaneCrawl.com. It's um. 
I think all the cities are just about half half full at this point. So awesome, Zane. Can I just say this? I hate you. <laughs> you have the best life. You have hate to best. love me. Hate to love me. Love to hate me. I know. I know. I am a hater. You. You. No. You nice hey, life. Nice. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm great. I'm on a show with you, man. This, this no. is great. I'm, I'm happy to hear this. This is awesome. You. You really do have a. I mean, you struck gold. I don't know what you did throughout your life to strike gold, but you have. He sounds like a great guy. Great. No, he's cool. He's yeah. totally cool. I like no, you guys. I'm still here. I'm still here. I can hear you. I can hear you talking about me. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't say. Don't say nice stuff about me. It gets confusing. <laughs> no, you know what? All I, right, I, you I, dick. I, I, I've been like this forever, and and That's it's great. It, you know, I, I try to have a good time, or I'm I'm determined to have a great time doing whatever I do. And whether I was doing a show about drinking, or if I was going to do a show about cars, or a show about music, or whatever it is, I'm going to have fun, and that's I'm going to be myself through the whole thing. So I like to think that the the booze is one one chapter, and and, and we'll see what happens next. But I'll just I'm bringing myself to the next party. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change who I am, and I, I like to have fun, and I'm not pretentious, and. Uh, that's it. And I like to drink. <laughs> that, never hurts. that never hurts. That never hurts. Hey, Zane, I know, you know, the, the one less one less question I had for you was, uh, I, I know that you always travel with a small crew and you get them evolved, which I think is really cool. Um, are you about to ask the number one question that people ask me? The blonde? How big it is? Oh, oh no. the blonde. No, no, I, I, no. I'll answer that in two seconds. Sure. No, I, the number one question people ask me is, um, can I, can I, can I intern, or do you need oh, help? Oh, that's hacky. And though. if one person keeps asking me, I'm just like, you know what, mom? Yeah. No, you can't come. You gotta stop <laughs> well, so I would never. I, actually, Zane, I work in video production, so I would never even thought because I know how all that works and all that. That's why I thought it was really cool that you get. Oh, you, that you, sucks because I was actually uh, going to ask if you wouldn't mind coming along. Well, so anyway, what was, what was the question? You notice how he threw out there that he's in video production, yeah, in video just production. in case. I do, I do, uh, I do art direction. You know, I could also be a key grip, just saying things like that. But I know. I, I'm, I'm very aware of your of your skill set, and I was looking forward to working with you. But it's fine. I understand you do. You're not interested. No, you got that. You got my little resume that I hand delivered. Oh, yeah, I got your resume. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you going to ask? Were you going to ask a question about Christina? Yeah. Oh, is that her name, Christina? Yeah. yeah. No, I was. I noticed her on a couple of. She's adorable. Holy shit. Oh, the word. She. Yeah. Uh, is she uh, has she seen anyone? She's she's married, but but I'm sure that you're are you you're in video production because she might you know I'll let her know. Definitely tell her tell her rock from lunaticradio.com. My pictures are on the website. You could show her the website and say yeah, like I'll, hey. say, I'll I'll let her know. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll talk her out of her silly little marriage. Tell, you know tell what I mean? said whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? the crew I have is is awesome. Definitely, Christina Curtis, the camera guy, uh, Eric, the sound guy, Bert is another producer that's that's getting in the mix because we're doing twenty episodes and Christina. It was too much work for her, so she's splitting it up with Bert and Mike Kelly, the executive producer. And the, these guys are just these guys are a riot, and we have we we have we have too much fun every day. All we do is just laugh and drink. Is that bad? Do you hate me That's now more? Did you hang nah, up on me? We love you. No, we're nah, here. It's fucking hey Zane, uh, we are internet radio. We love for you to do a liner for a radio show. Is that possible? Of course. <laughs> What do you want me to say? Just be fucking crazy? Yeah, just go, hey, this is Zane Lamfrey, host of Three Sheets on the Mojo HD. You're listening to Lunatic Radio. I'm not going right to pitch all that, but all right, fine, I'll do it. Uh, go ahead, do it. Are, are, you, are, you, ready? are you ready for yeah, it right now? Do whatever you want. We're all going to be silent. Ready and action. Hey, this is Zane Lamfrey with... St God, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right, we'll do ready? Ready, Zane? Yeah. You ready? And action. Hi, this is Zane Lamprey of Three Sheets on the Mojo Network. You're listening to lunaticradio.com. These guys paid me $500 to say that. That's awesome. <laughs>
Checks in I'm the mail, sir. Beer. Checks in the mail. <laughs> You'll get it. Is that good? That was awesome. It's great. All right, guys. All right. Uh, hey, I'll, we'll uh, we'll touch we'll, we'll touch base in a few months or something. Definitely. Yeah, things are going. I gotta send Karen a thank you. She was the best. She put up with me for several months to try to. Karen, Karen is awesome. She's cool. Karen is awesome. Is yeah, she... she she was my publicist, and then she left the firm, and now she runs uh, Zane Crawl. So very cool. Pretty cool. You rock. I'm Zane. lucky. Zane, Thanks, great. guys. Three sheets, everybody, on the Mojo Network, Mojo HD channel, actually, uh, Thursday nights at 9 and, on uh, Mojo HD and ZaneCroll.com, right. com. You can actually uh, check out some episodes on iTunes. You can download them on iTunes and Amazon. Yep. Actually, here, here, check this one out. Go to Hulu, H-U-L-U dot com, and you can watch the shows for free. Woo! Yeah, that's right. That's what I dropped on my way out the door. You don't fuck around. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll let you soon. Thanks. All right, right man. Take care yourself. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Zane Lamfrey, everybody, on the LunaticRadio.com show. We'll cool. take a break. We'll come back. More LunaticRadio.com radio program right after this. All right, so here is the uh, Michael Ian Black uh, interview that we did way back, way back. This was before me, so yeah, I'll just you shut don't up. even exist right I'll now. I just not speak. This is the September 2006 interview with Michael Ian Black from MTV's The State Days. Oh, put your headphones back on. Stop it. I can't believe we even got Michael Ian Black to do the show. I can't. Yeah, really. We we have had some guests on this radio show that I forgot we had Michael Ian Black on. Man. This is the days of uh, Ronnie Beans. Yeah, Michael's really funny in this interview, too, and yet we do sound a little bit nervous talking We do, because this is a big get for us. All giddy. As they say in the biz, the big get. This is back in our giddy days when, we, when somebody would call in. But it was, a, it was it went really well, and it was really funny, and it was uh, very interesting how uh, Ronnie Beans and Michael Ian Black play off each other. Yeah, parachute pants. Who knew? Ooh. Oh, man, you just killed the bit. Ah, whatever. It happens. happens. All right, so here's Mike Lee in Black from September of 2006. Clint. What up, everybody? It's the show. Back from break. Email says the show, lunaticradio.com. Email says the show. Whatever the fuck I just said. I don't remember. <laughs> Joining us on the line is Mike Lee in Black. Just called right before we came back from break. Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. I'm uh, Kieran McCann, my uh, co-host Ronnie Beans right there. How you doing? And our producer Rocket. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is a uh, actor slash comedian. Michael, which one comes first, the comedian or the actor? I think just stud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Definitely not you, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Liam Black's got a, his first comedy tour coming up, everybody. Uh, starts October 6th with uh, Michael Showalter, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, we're touring uh, touring the country. Have you, what, what came first, the acting or the stand-up comedy? Uh, well, I really just started doing stand-up comedy in the last year. I hadn't been doing it at all, and uh, I'd been doing comedy my whole my whole uh, adult life, but hadn't stand up was sort of the last thing for me to try, and so I thought it was maybe time to do that. Right, you had a uh, a comedy group called Stella with uh, two other guys, and that seemed like a really long project. You were working with those guys for like uh, sixteen years or so. Is that how you got your start? Uh, no, we started uh, with a comedy group called The State, which. Uh, we had a show on MTV for a while, and uh, some of those guys were in Stella with me. So it started with the state, and then 
that the state turned into uh, Stella. My producer here, Rock, is a big fan of uh, the state, the show on MTV. Oh, huge fan. Yeah, sure. And uh, he's, he's asking me, he's like, you got to ask Michael if they're ever going to put out a DVD. Yeah, that was like the big question me and my friends want to know. Yeah, you got. I guess it's like a cult following thing. Oh, totally. Is there a DVD in the works? or? Uh... Um, MTV keeps talking about it, but they don't do a whole hell of a lot about it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if the DVD's ever going to come out. They have that, they, you know that uh, sitcom 227? Yes. Remember that sitcom? Yeah. That's a, they got that on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like everything's on That's fucking a, DVD. 227, isn't, not that everything. With, isn't that with Wheezy's Made? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, not everything's on DVD. <laughs> well, who the hell, I mean, honestly, who the hell would buy that DVD, 227? Yeah. I, I, bought, a, I bought a couple copies of it. <laughs> I got one signed on eBay. Right. You got a thing for Jack A? <laughs> I don't know. It stinks, though. Oh, the thing was like, it was such a great show. It was like one of the few times, like, just MTV really, like, was able to break away from music and, like, was able to put good product. And what the cool thing about the state was, like, they actually had music, like, that was, you know, popular at the time during the show, which is kind of like a cool little twist to the show. Mm -hmm. But, um, man, that sucks out, man. They got to put out a DVD of that. I remember. Well, you, you can give them a call, and maybe maybe they'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> my producer's got huge guys. power. Yeah, I got huge power. Yeah, <laughs> with the ladies, he's, he's he's in with the people. He knows. He knows what's going on. I remember. My, I first saw Michael on the uh, the show Ed, which I loved on NBC, sure. with uh, that guy Kavanaugh something something Kavanaugh. He seemed like a goofy guy to me. Yeah, I don't even know his first name. <laughs> I just called him Ed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was a good show. I, I, Mike's a funny guy. It was a good show. Mm, too bad it came it came to an end because that guy, I believe he married the hot chick on the show. I don't most, TV, most TV shows uh, end at some point. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with television, but yeah. they usually end. I watched the um, the porno flicks too much. <laughs> they never end. You just hit replay. <laughs> yeah. I am well, busy. Well, when you only watch them for 20 seconds at a time, they don't end. Right. Yeah. It's a never-ending thing. Well, I watch them and fast-forward on it with mute. So Every yeah, day no. there's a, a new adventure. There's nothing sexier than very, very fast fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me feel better about myself. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you seem like a, a guy that's uh, hip to the old, all the uh, pop culture. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I'm surprisingly considering considering how well known I am for commenting on pop culture. I'm actually not very interested in it. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, my, I sort of my my interest in pop culture peaked when I was about 15 or 16, and has gone steadily downhill since then. Exactly. I don't pay a lot of attention to la the Laguna Beaches of the world or the OC or any of that shit. I'm just I'm, I'm just not that interested in it. Yeah, I, we we actually we're older too. We're in our, our early 30s, and uh, we try watching the uh, the pop culture or the new little rap kids that come out. We just don't get it. I guess as you get older, it's just a natural progression. You just lose touch with what's going on, what's hip. Right. Well, but the, but the difference is, I mean, what's what's I mean, you're talking about what's going on to you know 15 to 18 year olds, and that's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm still interested in what's going on in for people. Or for, and I'm interested in what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in this war. You know, I'm mm -hmm. interested in uh, some of the sort of larger issues of the day, as opposed to how much Nicole Richie weighs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have some interest in the world beyond uh, us, us weekly. 
that much, but some. <laughs> Paris Hilton's mugshot. So, so you're not worried whether or not uh, those pictures of Lindsay Lohan's vagina are real or fake? There's pictures of Lindsay Lohan's vagina? Apparently. On the, Actually, on yeah. the internet. check that out. <laughs> and there's only two of them, and, and it's, it's been such a... A phenomenon that it's actually made the TV. Like I see, like these little fucking magazine shows talking about this photoshopped Lindsay Lohan's vagina thing on on the internet. These two photos. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've seen my fair share of vaginas. <laughs> they tend to all kind of look alike. Mm. Really? Uh, yeah. Lindsay Lohan's, I'm guessing, doesn't look that much different than say mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We're talking to Michael Ian Black, everybody. He's an actor, comedian. You know him from, uh, I think most of the people can recognize Michael from the uh, the VH1. I love the 80s. I love the 70s. I love the 90s. I love the 80s again. I love the 2200s. Now, how do, how do they do those shows? Do they just, like, throw stuff at you and you just talk about them for three or four hours? And Yeah, that's exactly how they do it. Really? You sit in a room, they throw stuff at you for three or four hours, then you go home. Wow. And, and in the middle, they give you a sandwich. Oh, sweet. Hey, bologna? <laughs> it's whatever you want. You I mean, if you wanted bologna, they could probably arrange that. Wow. I well, usually, you know, they don't give you a choice. They just throw a bologna sandwich and some red drink no, no, no. at this you. Is, this is a media giant we're talking about. <laughs> so you can get roast beef? Choice of sandwiches. You don't get your choice of bread. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anything you want in between two slices of pumpernickel is yours. Sweet. Now, what about cheese? Cheese okay? No, not okay? No, no, no. Cheese, you, well, you can have cheese, but you pay for it. Oh. Damn them. Now, is it a choice of condiment, or or you, you know, are you stuck There's with mayo? There's a full of uh, ketchup and mustard packets. Gotcha. And you can take two. <laughs> That's it? It's like Hunt's ketchup. <laughs> Security's watching you. i seen you take three. <laughs> Actually, yes, security is watching you. <laughs> Michael, uh, during the filming of, the, of those shows, do the producers or, or, or somebody who's uh, asking you the questions, do they give you, like, information on what, you know, uh, the certain pop culture item was? Because If you it, ask for it, it. I mean, you know, you, you, can, you, can, you can sort of, you know, there's no rules about it. If you say, you know what, I don't exactly remember the plot of The Goonies, they'll clue you in. Right? <laughs> right. It's not like a game show. Right. You know, what? No, the, you know, the FCC isn't investigating whether I really knew what wacky wall crawlers were or not. <laughs> right. It's really just about whether I have something to say about them. Because I'm watching this, and um, I see Michael on every single show, and I'm like, fucking hey, this guy knows a lot about pop culture. In fairness, I, if I didn't know stuff, I would just say I don't know, and we would move on. But I knew I knew what most of the stuff was. Yeah. And you would, too. I mean, if you were sitting there, and they, and they showed you a pair of Zumba pants, you may not know what Zumba pants were, but when they show them and they're those weird striped pants that wrestlers and NFL coaches were wearing for a while, you go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Right. But I wouldn't, talk about it. I wouldn't have the in-depth response to it. I wouldn't, like, uh, have a nice... Well, well, keep in mind, I'm a genius. <laughs> that's right. And you're doing an internet radio show. Yes. Oh! No, that's fine. He's, he's, he's exactly correct. No, right come there. on. It's the wave of the future. You're going to be a billionaire in six months. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Your yeah. lips to God's ears, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Endorse us, Michael, please. Don't worry. God's not listening to your show. <laughs> uh, How about wearing a lunatic radio shirt on the next VH1 thing? <laughs> And saying these guys suck. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever do yeah, the that's show. Not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and Black just said Slater. <laughs> 
uh, Michael's, you got two new projects coming out: the Ten in Reno, nine one one in Miami. Yeah. Talk total about screen, my total screen time: forty seconds. Nice. In those two, in those two films combined, about forty seconds. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, but it, you know, it looks good on the resume. <laughs> yeah, it does, I guess, right? Reno nine one one Miami. Wow. Yeah, so, it's going to be a very funny movie. The guys from Reno nine one one who are also in the state with me. Uh, they're they're making a movie of their TV show and it's going to be really funny. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good freaking show on Comedy Central, everybody. Yeah, good did, stuff. Did they tell you ahead of time that you're only going to be in it for forty seconds? Or no, no, no. It'll be more than that, but not not that much more. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the ten is uh, written by my Stella compatriot David Wayne, and I was uh, uh, busy doing something, so I, I I was supposed to do a bigger part, but I couldn't. So I basically just make a cameo in that. Very good. I like it. Michael Ian Black, everybody, taking over the world. That's what I'm thinking, Michael. Slowly but surely. (laughs) We're going to get there. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, Well, do you got any uh, comments on the the Deborah LaFave, the hot uh, teacher? uh, On the what? Deborah LaFave. You know the hot uh, school teacher who banged her 14-year-old student? Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with her specifically, uh-huh. but I'm. I'm certainly aware of teachers banging their students. <laughs> See, I'm thinking best teacher ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. In general, I guess I'm in favor of that. <laughs> I, mean, I think it depends on the. It depends on what she looks like and what he looks like. Yeah, Deborah Lefebvre is. Uh, yeah, is really really hot. Yeah, you, you remember like a year ago when all those stories started coming out about the teachers banging their students. She's yeah. uh, she, that was her, and she's hot. Yeah. She, yeah, she's the cream of the crop. She's the hot one. She's you know she was twenty three years old. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I guess I'm okay with it if I'm the student because the student's not going to get in trouble. Right. He just you know he just says yeah she you know she fucking raped me. It sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That was everybody's uh, you know fantasy growing up when you're in middle school or or junior high. My teachers. No. I... Yeah. No. I never had that either. I never had. I never l- wanted to have sex with Mister Kachinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I had one teacher who was sort of hot and I kind of wanted to bang her, but, you know, I knew it was never going to happen. And it just, this. I, I, honest, honestly, that and getting laid when I was that age was so beyond the realm of possibility for me that I didn't even, I didn't even indulge those fantasies. So, so does celebrity help with that? Uh, well, I'm married now. Oh, well, there you go. And I've got two kids. Oh. Ah. Um, so you're not getting laid. But yeah, but I fuck every broad I can. <laughs> nice. I gotta make up for lost time. We're mm-hmm. all like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah. What type of kid were you growing up in high school? Uh, well, I'll I'll say this, and this will probably tell you everything you need to know. My nickname in high school was faggot. <laughs> Oh, man. Man. Times were rough. (laughs) It wasn't great being me. Uh, It's still not. It's better. Yeah. It wasn't great. Did you go to, like, your high school reunion? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I went to my high school reunion. I don't know. I I just sort of felt like uh, it would be the only one of those events that I would ever go to, so I should just see what that's like. Right. Yeah, but at that point, uh, your high school reunion. Yeah, you're high, you were, you know, well into the biz, the uh, the Hollywood well biz. Into the biz, but but still not. Uh, I mean, I've never really become. Let's. I mean, what's the word? Successful. Successful. I guess. Is the word. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, you're they still were, a you faggot. faggot. Then you're. 
The only thing, the only thing that made up for it to me was that my wife is incredibly beautiful. There you go. And nice. I was able to come in with her on my arm. Right, there you go. Six foot and beautiful and blonde. And right. Look at that. Did you stand up on a chair and say, I'm hitting that? <laughs> you know, see that over there? I'm hitting that. That's me. Nah, they wanted to know what she cost. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. All right, Michael, we got to do this little bit for uh, my my uh, my co-host uh, Ron. He's got a little bit he does. So here we go. And now the Ronnie Beans question of the interview. Go ahead, go ahead Ronnie Beans. All right, here it is. What what do you think of the melancholy of life without art? The melancholy of life, what? Without art. What do I think of the melancholy of life without art? This is a philosophical question. Sure it is. Sort of. And is is this something that is existing? I mean, is this something that I need to address? There is there is life without art? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, and it's quite melancholy. <laughs> so you're answering your own question. You're saying, you're, you're positing the question and answering it yourself. What do I think? Of the melancholy, I mean, the answer is in the question. What do I think of the melancholy of life without art? If you had asked me what I would think of life without art, I could have said, I could have said it would be melancholy. But you really took it upon yourself to answer your own fucking question. If you have something to say, say it. You have a whole radio show. You don't have to pause it to me in the form of a question. If you want to write a book about philosophy, fucking get out the typewriter and write a goddamn book. But don't, don't fucking try to persuade me that life without art is melancholy. Do I agree with it? I don't know. I've never lived life without art. My life is art, my friend. My life is, is a goddamn walking installation art. So what do you think of parachute pants? I like them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That was Ronnie Bean's uh, question of the interview. This has been the Ronnie Bean's question of the interview. Can I say going in the vault? That was that's the genius of Michael Lee and Black right there. Everybody. See, I set him up. He knocks him down. That's the way it is, buddy. Michael, to take you back on what the hell that whole question was about, we were in San Francisco and we were getting a tour by this limo driver of the entire city of San Francisco, and there was this huge statue right in the middle of the city, and we were driving by it, and he goes, "That statue represents represents the melancholy life without art or whatever." Oh yeah, but I can't understand. But you understand that I don't listen to your show. <laughs> I'm not going to get that reference. Exactly. That's why. No, that's. That's why we were going to see what you we wanted to see you run with it, right? Yeah, because our response to that was like, "What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that was my response. Also. Yeah, but you I, took... just, I just used a little. I just was a little more verbose about it. Yeah. But that essentially was my answer as well. What? <laughs> All right, Michael. Man. Michael just admitted he doesn't listen to the show. Um, well, what a bummer! Who does? I don't even listen yeah, to that's it. True. Oh, I have one more question though about the state. Oh, go ahead. You, have you guys ever thought about, or is it a possibility of a reunion? Yeah, we've actually talked. To, we actually talked about it kind of recently, um, and it, the, the the problem with it is is a couplefold. One, that we're all pretty busy and it's hard to get us all in a room together. Mm-hmm. Two, when we get into a room together, we just fucking fight, <laughs> and it's probably only it's probably only getting worse now that we're getting older. Right. So we, I think we'd all like to if we could figure out a way to do it in a way that that nobody wanted to strangle each other because we're all really good friends. Right. But when we all, but you know, there's eleven of us, and when we all try to work together, it turns into a real pain in the ass. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael Lee and Black, everybody. MySpace.com slash Main Black is the uh, MySpace page. So go add him to your friends list, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is that what the kids do? That's what they do. 
All right. Michael Liam yeah. Black, man, best of luck in the future with all you got going on, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate right. you coming on the show. Yeah, we're going to suck. We're just going to tank. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to sit here and just talk about, oh, we had Michael Liam Black on. Yeah, remember that? And we'll just review it. And we'll just replay this over and over again for the rest <laughs> oh, of the yeah, show. No, no, don't get me wrong. This is the highlight of your radio career. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us. It's all that. downhill. <laughs> all right, Michael. Take care of yourself. Take care, you guys. Thank you so much. No all problem. Right. Thanks. Later. Bye-bye. Michael Ian Black, everybody, on the LunaticRadio.com show. Did he not take that fucking question that thing to another level? A, that was that, good. That was genius. I was, that was fucking awesome. I applaud him for that. All right, what's the next one? Any porn stars in this? All right, so uh, here's the last uh, interview we did in this uh, little bit. Um, I'm sure there'll be more down the road, but in this bunch... It's the Trina Michaels interview from way back in uh, uh, August of 2009, in which uh, Kieran McCann... We talked about her gash? Well, that's inevitable. But uh, Kieran was wearing the uh, dog collar, and we did a series of questions with her, and for everyone she got wrong... Uh, oh, I got, I got zapped. You, you wow. got zapped. I, I, I missed that one. Yeah, I, this I is, was this not is one. Did you just pick a bunch of stuff that I wasn't involved in? And no, then... you were involved in a couple of these, but <laughs> as you can see, we're phasing you out. What happened? It's called, it's called the... Uh, <laughs> as we start... You notice how we're moving your... Yeah. It's like it's like when you're working in an office and you, you start moving yeah. a person's cubicle closer to the door. You're like Milton in the <laughs> office. We're just putting yes. you in the basement with your stapler. Hi, uh, Milton, I'm going to need you to go burn. ahead and move your stuff down to the basement. Okay, I'm going to burn the studio down. <laughs> okay, that's the last straw. So anyway, yeah, this was a recent show, but this was a this was quite a funny one because we got to ask Trina a series of questions about Las Vegas because she was partying at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. Was. And for everyone she got wrong, uh, Kieran got uh, zapped with his uh, dog collar that he had on. Yeah, apparently she doesn't know much about Vegas. Yeah. So anyways, here's the Trina Michaels interview. And again, you know, keep uh, keep tuned for more of these kind of mini shows, if you will. A bunch of bits and segments that we've done throughout the time. And we'll kind of introduce them. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll get interested and maybe want to tune into the... Uh, actual show. The big broadcast. Yeah. The- where we talk about cocks and shits. Awesome. Trina Michaels, <laughs> August 2009. I'm the worst. That's Trina Michaels. Hello, Trina. Hello. Hi, welcome to the LunaticRadio.com show. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you guys? Uh, very well. Are you, are you at your little uh, club there at the Hard Rock? I am. I am. I'm at rehab in Hard Rock in Vegas. So. <laughs> so you're in rehab? Yeah, rehab. This is a big pool party on Sunday. So right, lots okay. of uh, you know very scantily clad women all around me. I love it. <laughs> ah, look at that. So I got to imagine you're uh, wearing a bikini and drinking margaritas. Oh yes. <laughs> Wow. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, we ha- we haven't spoken to you in a while. The last time we saw you, you did a remote broadcast with us out in California. I be- yes, I believe- at the convention. <laughs> I believe I kissed your cleavage at one point. I, was- I always remember that. I always uh, remember you that. I remember certain points. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is, the- what is the deal with the wrestling thing? Um, I do wrestling. Um, I'm just trying to break through. Um, you know, I have a lot of contacts with some really good people, and I'm just trying to, you know, work those and hopefully get somebody to take some notice. So, 
Uh, we'll see. <laughs> give me a percentage wise. Are you are you out of the game? Of, uh, give me a percentage wise. Porn star to wrestler. How much are you a wrestler compared to porn star? <laughs> um, geez, percentage wise, I don't know. It's a little bit of both right now. Um, you know, I, I can never stop being a dirty little whore, but <laughs> um, I love that. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't shoot as much as I used to. I actually live out in Florida now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of away from Porn Valley, but uh, I see a lot now, actually, and then uh, I'm trying to get on some good shows out in Florida, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, is it true? I listened to my buddy's show, uh, Rory, at the Unholy Matrimony show. He brought up mm-hmm. something in the last interview that he had with you saying that you don't like being called Trina Michaels. You'd rather be called Trina from now on. Well, um, you know, it's kind of a sticky situation because... You know, I've got a lot of fans from Trina Michaels, but then, you know, wrestling is very, like, family-oriented, so they don't particularly approve of the adult side. So it's kind of like a, you know, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, right. But you got to imagine kids nowadays, Trina, are uh, a lot more computer savvy than, than us adults, so they, they know. Very true. <laughs> they know. They're going to find out eventually. Exactly. I mean, it's not something I can hide, and I, you know, I'm definitely not ashamed of my past. But, um, you know. I tell you what, Trina, I am not ashamed of your past either. <laughs> That's good. You know, it's funny. Like before, I came to do my phone call. I was, I was right by the pool, and this guy walks by, and he's like, "Judy, are you Trina Michaels?" And I just start laughing. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh my God, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> I gotta ima- funny. <laughs> I gotta imagine you are the uh the attraction there at the pool at the hard rock today. Uh, a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Well, I'm sure it's not uh, DJ Clinton Sparks who's playing the the hard rock today. We were just we were just talking we went on for a half hour about the fucking DJ that's playing that club today. The DJ? Yeah, there, there's supposed to be a DJ there at, at rehab playing uh spinning the hits or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I want to inform you what's going on in the radio show today because we're gonna we're gonna what's give you going we're gonna give you a little test. I'm uh, I'm wearing a doggy zapper on my neck. You wearing your what? A doggy zapper. You know when like uh, like you have like a an owner has a pet who like a dog who's a little uh, rambunctious and he wants to train them. He puts a little electric collar zapper on his neck. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm wearing one of those today because on last week's radio show, I kept on repeating what we like to call crutch words. I have a crutch word, which is, I can't tell it, right? It's by the way. It's, it's what, say it again, Ron? By the way. He would right. always say, by the way. By the way. <laughs> so if, if I say that on the radio program today, I will get zapped. Oh, well, we don't want you to get zapped. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, this is where you come in. I've been very good. I have not said those words today at all throughout the broadcast, and we've been on for, I don't know, two hours so far. Good job. <laughs> Where I am going to get zapped is the little contest we have for you, <laughs> because oh, we're going to give you, <laughs> Rocket's going to read you some trivia questions about Las Vegas. Now, if you get any of these questions wrong, I will get zapped, Trina. 
Oh, boy, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know much about Vegas, so I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I knew I was getting myself into something here. <laughs> so are you up for the challenge, Trina? Are you up for the challenge? Trina, you got to help me out here. <laughs> um, again, I apologize in advance. I can sympathize with you because I've been zapped with a cattle prize. So. <laughs> but I'm not for it. Let's go. What are All the right, hold on. You, you've been zapped with a kettle prod? Yes, I have. <laughs> what was that, a Brang Bros thing? What was that? <laughs> no, Brang Bros is way too tame for that. <laughs> <laughs> is there a story behind it, or he just was like, hey, one day I just want to get zapped? Uh, with the- no, it was for a shoot um, for a company called Kink.com. Wow. Wow. That's intense. I dig it. I'll look it up. <laughs> All right, Rock, you got trivia questions for Trina yes. Michael? All right, we're going to start off simple. We'll, keep, we'll stick it to a true or false question. These are about Las Vegas. Go and ahead. It's about Vegas. Right. True or false, Trina? Uh, lottery is prohibited in Nevada. Is that true or is that false? Lottery is prohibited in Nevada. Come on, Trina. Come on, Trina. Come on. It's true or false? I don't know. I know Arizona allows it. I'm not really sure about Nevada, but I want to say... That it is prohibited, so that would mean the answer, the question is true, right? Is it, you are right. Yes, Trina, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of but if, if there's a reason, if they allow gambling, then you know, like the lotto would probably be a little bit too much. So right. <laughs> see, that's, like, that's all you got to do. There it is. All right, next question. All right, uh, I'll give you another true or false one. It's a little bit tougher, though. The Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower in Vegas is half scale of the original one. Is that true or false? Ooh. I don't know. I've walked past it once before, and it's really tall. Right. So is, um, is it half Come scale? on, Trina. Come on, Trina. Scale. True or false? Come on, Trina. I don't want to get zapped. I'm going to say false. Is that wrong, Rock? That is wrong. It is half the Oh, size. shit, I'm getting zapped. Go ahead. Do it, do it. Hey, he's fine. I'm good. How many questions are we doing? Five? We get five. We'll do five. We're, two. we're up to two. All right. So we, we got three All more. Right, number three. three. <laughs> number three. All right. Exactly. I'll give you another true or false one. A little bit tougher now. The Luxor's Atrium could hold nine Boeing 747s stacked on top of each other. Is this true? The Luxor's Atrium. Just the Atrium. Could that hold nine 747s in it? False. I'm sorry, what building? The Luxor's Atrium. Just the Atrium. The Atrium. True. Um, that's actually the hotel I'm checking into today. I have not been there yet. I've never been inside, so God. I have no idea you know what, what this building looks like. Take the time out and just run on over there. <laughs> I don't want to get zapped. All right. No, well, for the sake of the show, true or false, could it hold nine seven forty seven stacked on top of each other? Hmm. If you had to, mean, take, you, you had to take you mean like the whole building could? No, no, just the atrium. Could the atrium... The atrium. What, like, what is that? Cause I'm, I've never been inside uh, Luxor, so I really don't know what it looks like. Mm. What's the atrium? You can answer the question, though. I'm fucked. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not going to help me at all. You suck. Um, yeah, it's a 50-50 oh, shot. You have a 50-50 shot. I, I, I would say true. Say true. True, you say? Is that your final answer? Please. No. 
damn it, you're right. Yes! Yay! All right, we got two more to go. All right. I got zapped once. Woo! All right, here we go. Go ahead, Rock. All right. Um, okay, here's an interesting one. That's a little bit more government-related. <laughs> Great. I'm <laughs> fucked. Hey! Sorry, Trina. All right. About 86% of the land in Nevada is owned by the federal government. True or false? 86. 86. It's a lot. That is a lot of percent. Is that is 86% of it owned by the federal government? True or false? I know that a lot of it is deserty stuff. Um, I want to say true. True? Am I, is she right? Damn it again! Yes! Here we go. One more to go. One more to go. Well, I'm not really out of the ballpark because I still have to wear the zapper for another hour. So, But <laughs> I did get zapped once. You got one more to go. If Trina gets it wrong, I get zapped. If she gets it right, I'm in the clear until I say those three <laughs> magical words. So go ahead. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here we go. The statue of Caesar in front of Caesar's palace is 21 feet tall. Is it, I'm sorry, is what 20? The, uh, the, uh, the, the statue of Caesar in front of, in front of Caesar's palace uh-huh. is 21 feet tall. Is that true? 21 feet tall. Ugh. No idea, but I'll say true. Fuck! You're wrong! Oh! Unfortunately, Trina, Trina, it was 20 feet tall. 21 was wrong. It is 20. Holy crap. I tell you what, I gotta, I gotta tell it. Brock is hitting level one on the doggy zapper. There are four levels. Level one is excruciating paper. Four would kill you. Four would rip my head off. Uh, wow, Trina, thank you so much for torturing you. Oh, you're welcome. So, so you having you having fun there at Club Rehab today? Uh, I'm sorry. You're having fun at Club Rehab today, and you're hanging out by the pool all day. Yeah, um, I'll be here for a couple more hours, and then I'm probably gonna hit up a club called Lava. Tonight. <laughs> All right, so if you're in Vegas, yeah. go check out Trina. You know where she's going to be. Yeah, tell you her <laughs> better. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Trina. Do you have anything with plug? By the way, the la- since the last time. Oh, t- you said it! Oh, <laughs> shit! Hit me, hit me. Oh, you did. Ah, you did. God, said- oh, no. <laughs> Trina, real quick, do you have anything to plug? Anything to plug? Um. MySpace.com slash Katrina113 and uh, YouTube.com slash Trina Michaels videos with an S on the end. Nice. And that's about it. (laughs) All right. Trina, thank you so much for coming on the program. One more thing. Um, People should check out uh, TNA this coming Thursday on Spike TV. Um, I was at the taping of the show, so I'm not sure if I'll edit it out, but you might see a clip of me in the background so oh, nice. <laughs> all right Very there you cool. go that's awesome uh best of luck with the wrestling thing uh thank you personal thing i hope you go back to the old adult industry <laughs> <laughs> if not just send me uh wicked pictures on my cell phone that'd be good nice. <laughs> i can do that <laughs> <laughs> thank you trina you're a good sport thanks thank for you. Uh, calling it to right, the show thank you guys hang in there you only got a couple more hours left <laughs> right, have fun in vegas <laughs> okay, thanks Ryan. take care okay bye bye
There goes Trina Michaels. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Man, the Bible I came said out of nowhere. Dude, it came right out. Holy crap, does this thing fucking hurt? I still got a nap. I got uh, 45 minutes to go with this oh, stupid thing. Oh, that was hilarious. Boy, that almost got by. Like, my brain just, just accepted it. Like, oh, that's him talking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's, he's not supposed to say that. Oh, God. Oh, that was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> this is a funny. Uh, Wookie TV just said my company made the TNA cell phone game, and the sarcastic prick said, "Nobody cares, Wookie." <laughs> Our listeners are fucking relentless. <laughs> well, that's cool, Wookie. But prick was funnier. <sighs> All right, I think we've done enough. Yeah, and that's cool. You might get to see her. Yeah, she's great. Chances are she you won't. No. Because they let them know who's going to make the air. Do they? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I wish her the luck with it, man. Yeah, I'll, I hope you she know makes in TNA. I'll plug this, TrinaMichaelsXXX.com. You I plug know, her? I know she didn't want to uh, plug it, but I'm going to plug it. TrinaMichaelsXXX.com, it's a good one. You might actually jerk off to this episode, this Good. show. She's great. Trina Michaels is great. I dig her. She's an amusement park. I always say that on the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> She's got all the rides. That's what I'm saying, people. She is just a walking amusement park. Whew. She's great, too. Very nice and kind. Yeah. That's, she's so kind. When she came and did the remote broadcast, this is why we like her so much. When she came and did the remote broadcast out in Ontario, when Rock and I did the thing for um, you broadcast and at the New Media Expo, she brought all of these 5x11s, uh, you know, all this sort of sorts of paraphernalia that, of her. Right. And she sat there. After we were done broadcasting, met everybody who was listening and signed everything. And she didn't have to do that. We didn't pay her a dime. Right. She traveled from uh, L.A. Right. You know, she drove drove an hour for that. She she was was, was was great, man. To do a a stupid little internet radio show. You know, in some ways it's smart, though, because it's it's just spreading her, people knowing her, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit of effort. But, you know, she could have signed like 10 of them. It's like, all right, that's enough. She didn't waver everybody. And here's here's another thing. Rock and I also had two other adult film stars booked for the same show. Yeah, they bailed. They bailed because they wanted fucking cash right up front. They wanted this and that. Fuck yourself. Trina, no. She showed up, did the gig. Everybody loved her. She was the hit of that fucking... And I don't think we've mentioned the other two since. Yeah, I don't even know who the other two are. I, right. I know uh, Carmella Bing was oh, one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Carmella, but you really kind of got a little shady there yeah. for a little while. And I don't even know who the fuck the other one was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was fucked up, man. I can understand, though, if girls don't want to make the trip out and not get some cash for it. I can understand it. Not a problem. Oh, so then you just kind of went, you just turned around your own. Yeah, but I'm just saying how cool Trina was. Trina was fucking the shit. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, do some drunk calls, people. Good ones this week. And I got the doggy zapper still on. You do. Did people like that? I don't know. I was in pain. I don't know. We should test it again. See what people No, we're not. Oh. Jay Good, though. Five questions. She got, what, three right? I was such an asshole on that last one. 21 feet. I know. I read, nope, I read 20 feet. I read the one. I read it as you were doing it, and I was like, that motherfucker. That's so close. It was 20 feet to 21 feet. Hey, true or false? Yeah. All right, so that was a, a little bit of a, an amalgamation, if you will. Of a, a taste of what you will hear on the lunaticradio.com show. It's true. And, um, you know, again, that was the good nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> that was the filtered shit. Mm. 
When you filter shit, it's just filtered shit. Yeah. But it's a bunch of interviews. I hope you like it. And uh, again, we'll be uh, giving you some more of these little tidbits and funness throughout uh, our time in this radio <laughs> show. Said funness. It's funness. It's it's this a fun. <laughs> you know, and this is a little interview thing. But maybe next time we'll do a bunch of like little wacky bits we've done. And when have we done those? Yeah, it's true. We've never really done any of those. All right, so listen to that. Come check out the show live Sunday nights, 5 p.m. It's true. We need a name for this, though. LunaticRadio.com show sounds good to me. No, no. we need. Let's always... call it the pre-com. <laughs> it's not a full load. It's just pre-com. I don't even know what to do with it. You are you spot on. I was thinking maybe like, what about bits and pieces? Because it's a play on bits. Oh, that's adorable. Because it's like bits. What are we doing? Morning fucking zoo in Iowa? That is cute. Come listen to bits and pieces from 6 to 10 on WF. Who the fuck listens to this shit? I didn't think pre-cum would be exactly, you know. I think it's the pre-cum. It really is, but it really shouldn't be. It should be the pre-com episode. <laughs> uh, Lunatic Radio pre-com. Just a little taste. <laughs> it's just so accurate. It's disgusting how accurate it is. What do you is. think about pre-com, Josh? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys pick this one because... What do we name this? Exactly what Chipper Chip. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you title a program that you're Can gonna Can we go for something maybe between pre cum and bits and pieces? Piece of shit? There you go. Piece of cum. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> this is some cut up shit. Yeah, that's good. Lunatic Radio cuts. Bits of shit. Yeah. With a Z, because that's crazy. Cuts. Ah, the crazy cuts. Uh, Luna clips. Luna clips. Are incoherent clips? Just the good stuff. Filtered nonsense. Cup of jizz. Do it. <laughs> cup All right. of jizz. Yeah, cup of jizz. That works. <laughs> that works. That's a go. Because you want... Basically, you want... I just pictured that as like a board meeting thing. Like we're all in a big board room with a big table and we're all just sitting around thinking up names. Lunatic Radio, a cup of jizz. How about we just name it like whatever's popular right now? Yeah. Just that way when someone types in iTunes, they can go, oh. The Balloon Show. Like, hey, I heard Rob Zombie's got a new song out and they type in Rob Zombie and we're like, "Uh, this is the uh, Lunatic Radio Rob Zombie portion. No, it's not it's name. cool. Cup of jizz. Ding, ding. Lunatic radios. I like ding, bits ding. and pieces because it's bits and pieces. Bits and shit. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> we can, Karen will be happy if you throw in shit or jizz. Shit bits. <laughs> Dried cum chips. <laughs> With the not approval. I like that. Tried just getting is, worse and worse. Tried cum chips. Hey, we should uh, we should maybe go eat and uh, not, come up with a name. Here's here's another one. Not the whole ball of wax. Just the tip. Wait, you're not. I thought you weren't done. I honestly thought you weren't done. Of cum in your face. <laughs> That's better. How about just the tip? 
Just the tip. No, get that, it? that's fucking Bob Kelly CD. Is it? Yeah. Uh, or lick the tip? No, nah. yeah, that's too close to his. CD. Suck the tip. Uh, Bob Kelly. Uh, fucking uh, tease. Something with the tease. A in tease. It. Oh, there we go. Lunatic Radio. A C tease. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's a C tease. No one's gonna get what that is. All right, I'm gonna show tease. Like no, you don't, a, tease no. sh- you don't tease shit. Um, <laughs> you don't do you? <laughs> you don't tease boring stuff. Uh, tease, tease horrific. It's a tease. I was thinking that tease horrific. Tease horrific. Tease a Rooney. Tease a Rama. Lunatic radio. Tease, but it's not really a tease. We're doing like segments and stuff. How is it? You know what? How about we just fucking think about it over some food? I like where your head's at. Thank you. All right. I suggested that minutes ago. Yeah, you don't count. 